Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Montana, welcome in. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio here in Missoula. Find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport today. Bunch to get to today here on your Tuesday. Hope you're staying safe out there on the slick roads. <laughs> I was walking on campus yesterday up at the University of Montana, coming back from a press conference. It's been press conference city the last two days here, which has been actually great. Uh, got a lot of stuff in the bag already, uh, which is a good thing for later on in the week because we're going to be traveling. A little bit more on that later, but I was walking on campus yesterday and... Uh, I saw not one, not two, but three people slip and fall. Thankfully, all three were okay. Uh, hurt pride, embarrassed a little bit. Uh, yours truly almost took a little spill himself, but he's okay. Uh, may or may not have accidentally called one of you out there uh, while my phone was in my back pocket, and I was trying to not fall down the stairs outside Washington Grizz. So the point is, if you're driving around listening to the show, take it slow, be safe, enjoy yourself some nuanas now here on a Tuesday afternoon. The FCS playoffs is in full force. We're down to the top eight teams, the final eight teams. And after what we've gone through the last two years with all the disruptions in college football, the massive changes in college football, it's not a coincidence to me that seven of the eight teams in the Elite Eight of the FCS playoffs are among, if not the seven most prestigious programs in the country. And we saw probably another one in Eastern Washington last week get knocked out by Montana. But you got... North Dakota State, South Dakota State, James Madison, Sam Houston State, Montana, Montana State, and Villanova, seven of the most prestigious programs in the country among your top eight. So those seven all had national championship aspirations come into the year. They still do. To be the best, you got to beat the best. So we're going to get into all of that. My good friend and colleague Ty Gregorak is going to join us here in just a couple minutes uh, to talk all things uh, second-round playoffs as well as 
uh, this, these upcoming matchups on the road for both the Montana schools. We're also going to break down a little bit of the details of each of these two rosters when it comes to James Madison, who will host the Grizzlies on Friday night in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and then Sam Houston, who will host Montana State Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas. I'm very excited to make the trip. We are going to be able to have the good fortune because these two games are on different nights and they're 24 hours apart. We're hitting them both. Flying to D.C. on Thursday. We will uh, then hit the James Madison-Montana game on Friday night. Drive back up. Go to the Baltimore airport. Fly to Houston. Drive up to Huntsville. Cover the Bobcat game. Back down to Houston and on the way home. It's funny because anybody that lives in Montana, particularly in uh, Missoula, or if Missoula is your main hub, you know you always got to make a stop or two whenever you're going anywhere. And so basically when I first started putting our travel plans together, I realized that it was cheaper if we flew from D.C. through Houston anyways on the way home. So (laughs) might as well do it, make another day out of it, and uh, go cover two of the best games in the country. So we'll get you all set up for all things FCS playoffs here in hour number one. We're also going to talk some Big Sky Conference hoops because college hoops did get underway on the conference level this last week. A little strange, I know. I'm still getting used to it as well. Um, because they start early and then they dip out of conference play. So that's sort of the uh, narrative right now is that uh, you have two conference games the first weekend of December. And then you have to step into conference play, step back out of conference play, excuse me, play a couple more non-conferences and they get back into it over the New Year weekend. So uh, sort of weird, sort of atypical, still getting uh, wrapped around it. But it was a good opening weekend for the Montana schools, especially the ladies in the state, Lady Grizz and Montana State women's teams both started 2-0. Um, second hour, our good friend Justin Angle is going to swing by. Lucky for us, two weeks in a row. We'll also have our Grizz Star of the Week. I uh, requested Gavin Robertson. have not gotten confirmation of that, but uh, maybe have Gavin Robertson, maybe have uh, Robbie Houck. I don't know, but we shall see. Well, we will be hearing from a Grizz football player about 5.30 this afternoon as well. If you want to listen to the show, stream it, use your mobile device. You know, Maybe you want your AirPods in. You want to listen on your cell phone, your iPad, your office computer, whatever. Head on over to the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. Or maybe you're not in front of a TV, but you want to see this hilarious sign that somebody made me during the rivalry weekend. Go over to the YouTube channel. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. So please subscribe and uh, all those good things. Oh, and I almost forgot one of the best parts of the Tuesday that we have every single Tuesday. It's Tagliari Tuesday. So that means we got free Tagliari Deli for you. So keep it tuned as well until about 445. So about 40 minutes from now, we'll have a chance for you to win 25 bucks to uh, Tagliari Delicatessen, the best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in the state of Montana. If you're watching visually on either YouTube or SWX, you see this awesome sign that I have. <laughs> this is what makes me happy. This is how I know y'all are listening, and I love it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, our great colleague and friend and uh, certainly resident comedian, Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, she stopped by and asked me just some basic questions about the rivalry football game between Montana and Montana State. One of the questions she asked was, which fan base is meaner? Which which one gets after it more? Which one's more hostile? And this is not an insult to either side, but I said, well, that's pretty easy. I think Montana State is uh, a little bit more polite and a little bit more, um, I don't know, they think through a lot of the different things. That's not to say that there's not passionate and rabid Bobcat fans out there as well, but Grizz Nation a little bit more rabid and definitely a little bit more confrontational, as I would say. And uh, so this is hilarious, though. During our pregame show before the Bobcat Grizzly game in Missoula, a couple little old ladies stopped by, and they gifted me with this sign. And so if you're not watching on TV, you can't see it. It says, interrupting you on Nuanas now would be very rude. Signed the nicest Montana fans. Wonderful. I love it. You are certainly the nicest Montana fans. I appreciate you not interrupting, but I also appreciate you listening. And uh, we're going to keep that sign around because that's pretty good stuff. If you've been paying attention, SkylineSportsMT.com. Every week we feature the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. We usually have three or four episodes every week there at Skyline Sports. One of our main contributors all fall. It's been a great great pleasure to get him back involved in all of this and uh, just have great conversations with him each week. That's Ty Gregorak. And 
sometimes we play some of that stuff here on the show as well. But the main reason we've all done it on the Big Sky Breakdown is because I like to just have free-flowing conversations with Coach Ty, not necessarily have to do all the ins and outs of this here live radio show. But this is a huge week. Both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies are into the final eight of the FCS playoffs. It's where we expected these teams to be. But now they're here, so they affirmed our expectations. And this is where it gets fun for me because everything else is out in front, and now it's all icing on the cake. So we'll see what happens with the Montana schools. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in my good friend, Coach Ty. How you doing, my friend? I was watching last night the 2008 Montana-James Madison game. Saw a little cameo by a young Ty Gregor act there on the sideline next to Bobby Houck. That seems like a lifetime ago, but how you doing, my man? That was a young everyone. That, that right? was young Bobby Houck. That was young Craig Paulson, Rob Fennessy, Ty Grigorak. Uh, Coach, I got a terrible echo. Can, can you hear that or is it me? I think it, I think it might just be a button. So Andrew's on it right now. But if you, uh, we will take care of it for you in short order. On that note, though, it is young everybody. Very uh, interesting because I tease for tomorrow our ESPN Roundtable features Shan Schillinger, who is now the secondary coach and uh, helping out the special teams at Montana as well. But an all-time great Grizz, a guy who was an All-American on that 2008 team. And I met up with him today. We'll share that interview with you tomorrow. But I was putting that in perspective for Shan. Bobby Houck does look so young in that game. And then I realized Coach Houck's only about six years older than I am right now in that game so it's amazing how much uh, time flies but also how long ago that seems so it definitely uh, definitely interesting times to be sure we'll get into some memories from that game but Tyler let's talk about last week first of all let's talk about the game on Saturday in Bozeman wicked wins for the Bobcats combined with a whole bunch of turmoil at the quarterback position and it didn't matter at all Montana State rushes for almost 400 yards lights out defensively they pitch a shutout only score for Tennessee Martin was a scoop and score on sort of a fluky play right before halftime. Other than that, lights out for the Bobcat defense. And uh, we, we expected them to be in this position, but here they are, especially considering the uh, turmoil that they experienced just a couple days before their playoff game. I thought I thought they responded really nicely. Um, here, I, I'm going to try to take my ear pads off. Because I can't hear anything. Cole, you there? I am here. We sound good now. Okay, just just so you know, every time I talk, there's an echo. That's all good. Uh, maybe we try just uh, call Coach Ty back. We'll be right back with you, Ty. It's no, Nuanas now. Sorry, I'm sorry, man. It's all good. Nuanas now. Ty Gregor Act joining us here on Nuanas now. Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Longtime assistant football coach here in the Treasure State. But that's the, that's the scene setter for you for MSU football. Montana State won nine games in a row, and then they uh, stumbled and lost to Montana in a rivalry game. First one under new head coach Brent Vegan. And then they decided to make a quarterback change. We reported that at Skyline Sports. And Tommy Watt was going to be the starter before Matt McKay ever left the program. But then because of that, Matt McKay does leave the program, and all of a sudden... You have a whirlwind of news, and, uh, you know, internally, I think Tommy Watt had a lot of support, and I think he's a very talented kid, former Gatorade Player of the Year uh, from Butte, Montana, and he definitely proved just how dangerous he can be. The wind was whipping 40 miles per hour at times, about consistently about 20, and sometimes gusts of about 40, and... Uh, The fact that Tommy Mallott is still a developing thrower, definitely a, not an ideal situation, for sure. But um, he showed what he could do with his legs, and that's what Montana State wants to do. They want to run the ball. Tommy Mallott uh, is one of the great athletes in the league at the quarterback position. His 180 yards rushing was the most ever by a quarterback in an FCS playoff game. And uh, that helped spark the day for MSU for sure on a day when it was not very easy to throw the football. So it's a new element. I mean, Matt McKay is a decent athlete, and he could definitely run some zone read stuff, but he seemed pretty reticent and reluctant to take any sort of a hit. 
And uh, he's, he was not going to carry the ball 25-plus times like Tommy Mallott did on Saturday. So it was an impressive debut by Mallott. I actually think it takes a lot of gusto by the coaching staff to make that move. I also think it takes a lot of resolve from the players to not let that move be a distraction or overshadow what seems like a team that has been on a mission all year long. So uh, impressive performance there by Tommy Mallott and impressive performance by the Bobcats, uh, considering they dealt with all the adversity that they did. Sounds like we got Coach Ty, Ty Gregorak back again. How you doing, Ty? Can you hear us a little better now? I can hear you, and, and I, now I don't hear myself, which great. is a positive thing. So, that is a great uh, yeah. positive thing. So just just, uh, just take us through this Bobcat game, though, because it was a great it was a great overcoming of adversity, considering the sort of what the the news cycle, I guess I would say, uh, presented Montana State last week. Man, it was uh, it, it it was it was a funky week for sure. I mean, you know, they get the first round by, they're a top eight seed. Obviously, you're coming off a, a pretty bad loss to your your hated rival. Um, but I thought the response was was overall pretty outstanding. I mean, starting at the quarterback position, which is the marquee position on, on any you know football team, you've got just a youngster, and I know he's been getting mixed in and, and uh, getting the opportunity to play. And I thought throughout you know the last half of the season really added a spark. You know, you sit there and you play devil's advocate in 2020, but gosh. You, you maybe wonder, okay, what, where where would Tommy be at now if he'd been getting to get plugged in all season and then maybe even uh, you know more throughout ball games? Um, got into it with some cat fans. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know everything everything was polite, but uh, some varying opinions uh, about the McKay situation. I am not a fan of it at all, especially as you're about to make a playoff run and potentially a national championship run. And, you know, the the argument was, well, with the transfer portal and this early signing and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a little bit of adversity and overall, shoot, that defense showed up just the way they have been. Uh, Nice job responding to, you know, having a whole bunch of points scored on them, the most points of the season on them uh, the week before in Missoula. So, and then and then touchdown, Tommy, man, because you can't help but not root for the kid. I mean, he ran for 180 yards, which was, I think, some kind of a record the way I remember it or heard it. And uh, well, I mean, hey, it was a big win, nice turnout for for Bozeman. Yeah, it was windy, but you know, it was fine. Just just dress warm, and it was all right. It was a good crowd, great night, and. You know, you've got both both schools in Montana playing on the playing in, as it gets close to the middle of December. It's a good thing. Ty Gregorak joining us, longtime assistant football coach throughout the state of Montana, and uh, awesome contributor on our Big Sky Breakdown podcast each week at Skyline Sports. Let, let's talk about the just the dynamic of it because uh, on one hand, I think it takes a lot of gumption to make a quarterback change when you know that the guy that you had under center for eleven games isn't going to be able to get it done for you. That's what Montana State did. It does leave you wondering, what if they would have made this change earlier? Would Tommy Mallott be even more prepared for the playoffs? Would the team be even more rallied behind him? But on the other hand, then, too, the fact that a kid can quit the team two days before and he can enter this mysterious transfer portal and have other opportunities, I'm with you. I hate it. I don't really know what that teaches anybody. And at the end of the day, I know that we've made college football all about money, but it should be at the end of the day about education and not just academic education, but education in life skills and failing and not maybe getting what you want or what you think you deserve is probably the most important thing you learn from sports. But what do you think of just this dynamic? Because it just seems sort of uh, on one hand, maybe the coaching staff does deserve credit for having the balls to do this right now. But on the other hand, though, okay, maybe they should have done it a little earlier. I don't know, but I, I just think that the situation is sort of unique uh, for what Montana State had to go through. No, I, I think you're right, and it's uh, you know credit to Coach Vegan because you couldn't help but think at least okay they've got a veteran quarterback in Tucker Rovig, a guy that right. you know helped lead, helped lead them to a semifinal appearance a couple years ago, and that guy's that guy's there. I mean, Tucker's a smart, sharp kid and understands the offense, and you know so you just I don't think as a fan you probably knew what to expect other than you know. For sure, a, do- a dose of Tommy, and, and you know, is Tucker going to play? How much will he play? Will he be the starter? Who's going to be? I mean, it was, 
it was interesting. Um, but no, I, I credit to the coaching staff. That, that wasn't an easy decision. And, you know, you could, I mean, hey, I, my, my, my last go around coaching football, the, you know, the, the defensive player of the year in the conference this year was our starting quarterback, Coulter, you know. So, right. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I mean, I see, you know, Tommy's a well put together kid and he's a big running Jesse. And, you know, he looks like he loves to play football. So, I, you know, I got to tell you, um, I, I'm a fan. I'm rooting for the kid for sure. I mean, he just looks like a, a I mean, zero offense to him. He just looks like a, a puppy out there, a baby. He just looks like a, a dang kid. And you know what? He is, you know, but I love the way the team is, is kind of rallying behind him. And he, he's the guy and, you know, get some dudes freshened up and <laughs> going back to, I know I, I, I couldn't hear very well because I kept hearing this echo of myself. There, I would I would say that ninety nine percent of that outfit uh, has never been to GMU. I, you know, I'm including all the coaching staff. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Vegan maybe had to go out there once, but I don't know. I I, I just don't remember. You know, historically when he was there, uh, I know they played James Madison. I just don't remember who and where. But all I do remember, and yeah, we were all a lot younger back then, and. One, it was a fantastic game, but wow, I was blown away. Were you on that trip, Coulter? I was not. Uh, full dis- full yeah. disclosure, I was living with a couple guys that played for the Grizz that year, and we had the biggest party I ever had in college that weekend. And then the Grizz won. <laughs> and then the Grizz won, and those guys got to come home to the party. So that was a pretty fun weekend. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I just remember, so I think it was like an ESPN2 game. I remember seeing Brock Hewitt, who's a Washington guy, and we, we, we go back, way back, and... He was doing the game, and but but I tell you, I tell you what now, facility wise and, and fan base wise, it's as good as it gets outside of outside of what we have here. Uh, that that place is the real deal, and I know they have got some flat dudes and shoot over the last you know ten fifteen years. It's one of the marquee. Well, I mean, both Montana schools are playing a couple of the absolute marquee FCS programs, so I'm fired up about the matchup. I. I, I'm, it'll be interesting because the great defense for Montana State is going to finally see another really, really great defense other than, you know, the one they saw in Missoula, you know. So it'll be interesting to see just matchup-wise, and I know you've been evaluating it all, all week, and, and I know you evaluate a lot of the top schools throughout the year. Um, <laughs> on paper, on paper, you're sitting there going, oh, boy, <laughs> could be a long, long trip, but... If they go play well and don't make a lot of foolish errors and, and, and kind of keep it keep it real simple for that young quarterback, I know the defense will show up. The defense is showing up every dang week, you know, so should be interesting. Should absolutely be interesting. Ty Gregor joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, talking all things FCS playoffs. And Ty, was a great uh, win by the Bobcats despite all of the adversity. So my last question on that note, though, is that Montana State, even with a new coaching staff, and it sort of remains to be seen what Brett Vegan and his staff want the identity of the team to be moving forward, but I think they've done a good job of embracing and sort of keeping status quo what Montana State's identity was for several years under Jeff Choate, and that's a tough team, plays hard defense, run the football, hits you in the mouth, and it seems like a rough-and-tumble quarterback will put his shoulder down and run over somebody in the hole fits the identity of the team. And you saw the, you know, the defensive guy celebrating with touchdown Tommy after his long run. So you're a, a defensive guy. How much can an offensive player, particularly a quarterback who's tough, how much can that rub off on the guys on defense? Well, yeah, it, it rubs off a lot. Um, but I'll say this culture. And, and again, this is, this is just from an outsider looking in and this is zero offense to Tommy Malott, but I, I don't believe MSU will ever truly get over the hump until they've solved the quarterback situation. I sit and think about all the dudes that I had to defend when I was on the other side of the divide in Travis Lule and Denarius McGee and Dakota Prukup. And listen, you, you want to, you want your identity. Of course you want to have a, 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 a kick and butt defense and you want to be able to run the football and your special teams want to be sound. But I just don't, I don't think you're ever going to be an elite football team. Uh, unless you've got a dude behind the, the center that, that is a trigger man, that you just can't be one-dimensional. We've seen what one-dimensional looks like at Montana State in the last five years. And 
your, your your defense your defense can play as lights out as humanly possible. But if you if you're not at least a scooch more balanced offensively, it's not that hard to defend Coulter. I'm just telling you. So uh, again, huge fan of the kid. I love the way he plays. He, he remind you know. Uh, if he can work on his throwing dynamics, and I don't know what his future holds, I really don't. Um, but you know, I, I watch a guy like Josh Allen. I love watching Josh Allen. I mean, I know last night was a mess, but it was also like eighty mile per hour winds. And but I love watching Josh Allen play. Well, who recruited and coached and developed Josh Allen? Brent Vegan, the guy in charge of this. That's right. You know, so if, I mean, to me, if there's a guy that can do it, 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 I would think it's him. And oh, by the way, he's a Montana kid. A Butte, Montana kid. I mean, that. I mean, he's already he's already known as Tommy Touchdown, and the kids played. You know, the last four or five weeks or whatever it is. So, I'll I'll say this though too. You know, going back, I was thinking about it, and I think we all kind of witnessed it this uh, this last weekend. Uh, in in regards to the brawl, and I know we we kind of touched on it last week, but it, it was really the first time Montana State was punched in the mouth, basically yep. since. Basically, since Wyoming, where they actually, you know, and, and I and I thought this. We've talked about it, culture. I know you and I text each other, but but I just thought you, you got to play the schedule that, that's presented to you. And they they beat every team on the schedule up until they got punched in the mouth again. And and I think we saw it uh, in that SEC championship. You know, people are talking about Georgia having this generational defense, and they're dudes. They're they're amazing. But what got exposed? They're kind of one-dimensional, just okay quarterback. Their their defense finally had an offense that, you know, had they had a lot of dudes on that other side too, and they got exposed. And 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 I just think you know when you go all season, not really being tested, not really you know having much adversity throughout the, the game. I think shoot, I think the most adversity they had was the first game of the season against Clemson, if I'm not mistaken. I'm talking about Georgia, right? So I just when I think about the brawl. Again, it was nice to see the Bobcats respond because they were punched in the mouth. I mean, I called it the debacle, right? I mean, it was bad. It was just, it was a, it was, it was an, a, a very poor uh, sixty-minute outing by the Bobcats. And I think when you really evaluate this game against UT Martin, it was pretty dominant. I mean, if you could take Certainly. away that play, which which was really foolish, honestly. I mean, I'm sitting there like rubbing my temples, going, "Guys, just get it, in, just get it into halftime." Because that is one of the worst things as a defensive coach. If you get scored on before half, and, and, and I know the way the, it, the play played itself out, but God, giving up points right before half is like the it's like the most gut wrenching uh, feeling because it's like football is such a momentum dominated game. When you lose that momentum going into half, it's kind of like we saw Idaho come to Bozeman, uh, you know, a month, a few weeks ago, to a month ago. Next thing you know, they're they're running into to the locker room, you know, with confidence, and and so that was that was if you could remove that play and a couple other, uh, uh, you know, he, he didn't he, he threw a couple you know pretty poor balls, but that was to be expected too with that win. So no, I, I thought overall was uh, overall. I mean, for that outfit coming in here, who they kind of had some juice going now, and, and and they got they got worked pretty good in my mind. No question about it. Ty Gregory joining us here on Nuanas now, and now that sets up. This upcoming two matchups with, I guess, first of all, what is your thoughts on Montana's win over Eastern Washington? Because that then sets this up for them to head on over to James Madison on Friday. But, I mean, what a performance by the Grizzlies. I thought it was vintage Bobby Houck. Uh, pre-game, during the game, post-game is as vintage coach Bobby Houck, I think, as you can get. I... Uh, some of the stuff prior about is it a rivalry? Is it not? On paper, we, 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 Montana has one true rival, and that is Montana State. Yes, there's been some legendary games against Eastern Washington, and what happens when a program emerges as you know a really good team and making playoff runs, winning a national championship in 2010? Everybody starts giving them the best shot, and they become a lot of people's rival, and. Yeah, if there's another team out there, I mean, there's a couple other teams, but Eastern's absolutely one of them. But, man, I got to tell you, as a dude that, you know, coached 15 years in this league, Eastern does and says so many things to make you want to dislike them. I've known Coach Best a long time. Good dude. He's a good coach. They just, 
there's a, they have a I don't know. They have a way about them. Oh, that, that's that's what know, they, they want it to be, though. They want it to be like no that. No question. No question about no, no it. No question. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. And, hey, listen, you can't help but give them a lot of credit. That 90-plus percent of the time, they stay in the state of Washington to get their, their kids. Uh, they have built themselves, and, and I mean, I know Bo, Bo didn't necessarily start it. Guys like Paul Wolf and and, and you know Dick Zorn, and I mean they've had they've had a lot of good coaches. But the job that Bo Baldwin did, I mean, they made he turned them into one heck of a football program on this side of the country, and obviously hoisting a dang national tro- national championship trophy in Cheney, Washington. But again, just little chirps from their players and certain things that their coaches allow them to do. You can't not just want to, you know, try to get a good old fashioned curb stomping. And, and it, it really turned out to be that way. It was, uh, you, you know, one, one might want to pound their chest for 600 plus offensive yards, but when you run a thousand plays and 81 of them are passes, you're going to, you're going to get a few, uh, a few yards Coulter. So, um, no, I thought uh, I, the defense is just nothing short of of ridiculously fun to watch. I mean, it is one of the most aggressive, fun, high flying. I, I I almost came out of my chair a couple times early with those with the uh, targeting deal. Um, I think it's so funny too. I can't imagine being a a player, but B being the son of Bobby Howe and having to go to a press conference with him. Like oh, I, just, man. I, I, I watch these, <laughs> I'd be like, please don't ask me a question. Please don't ask me a question. I, I just, I mean, they're so funny to watch. And, uh, but no, I thought it was an awesome game. What, you know, almost kind of a, not a redemption game because, you know, they, yeah, they lost, they lost when they played in Cheney, but man, uh, that was fun. I mean, that was, I know the atmosphere was electric. I, I think you and I ended with me kind of calling out both fan bases about getting their butts in the seats. And I think they both broke records uh, for playoff home attendance is what I, I think I read. So no, it was, it was awesome. Awesome to see. And, you know, you hear reports about how there was chirping it, chir- chirping with the fans and stuff. Coulter. Yes. I, I would, I, this is tough to say, but, Montana's got a very passionate fan base, but I tell you, Montana State does too. Because sure. when I when I used to wear maroon and silver, uh, I, I I was yelled a lot of things uh, when when I was down on that sideline, and I have heard stories of oh I don't know coaches' wives that would dry, make the drive over and get their car keyed because it's got a Missoula number, and you know so. Uh, but hey, that's what makes it fun, Coulter. It's a rivalry and a good one, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, last couple things for you there, Ty. Montana plays at James Madison Friday night, ESPN 2, 5 p.m. Montana kick time, 7 p.m. the local time there in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You've been there before. You alluded to that once before, Coach Ty. But also, Montana State goes to Huntsville, Texas to take on a Sam Houston team that hasn't lost a home game ever in the playoffs. You've been down there before as a coach as well. variety of different things goes into this next question, but... Who has the bigger challenge this week, Montana, Montana State? Oh, that's a tough one because logistic. I mean, well, they're both. Neither are necessarily close. One, one's on the dang East Coast, and one is, you know, working its way very close to Mexico. So, uh, you know, travel travel is going to be challenging. Montana at least got got the full week. You know, it's not like they had to play on a Saturday. I mean, back in the day, you'd play on a Saturday, and next thing you know, you're getting a Friday game. That was always kind of interesting for the one that kind of got shorthanded in that regard. But I think they both got one heck of a challenge, Coulter. I mean, it, it, Sam Houston, I mean, I, I, the, none of us got to watch a lot of SCS football last spring, and I, I, you know, I definitely, we all got to watch the likes of Sam Houston State and South Dakota State and James Madison, and uh, they're good. They look really good. So I just, I, I think, I'll put it to you this way. It's kind of like I said about the brawl. I know the defenses are going to show up. The, 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 these two defenses, and I, and I say that with confidence because that's what they've done every week. Like, I mean, there's just, there, there's some plays in the course of a game and maybe a couple games where you're going, that they weren't as good, no question. But I, I think the defenses are locked in. They, they, they're they dang good. There's a couple of the best defenses to, to share the state maybe ever. 
in, in just in terms of in terms of uh, dominant defenses. So I think it's you know the offenses that just they got to show up and and you know keep not turn the ball over and uh, don't don't let don't let Sam and don't let James Madison's offense be on the field all day because that, that'll be a recipe for disaster. So I don't know. I just think I, I think offensively both the Grizz and the Cats just got got to hold on to that football. Get some good drives, score enough points. You're going to have to score some points against those two defenses, and not and not just you know do, do foolish things like turn the ball over. In, in my mind, he's Ty Gregorak, a resident analyst at Skyline Sports and a contributor here on Nuanas Now. Coach Ty, thanks so much for being with us, man. Appreciate you. Culture, thank you. Are you where, where, where are you going this week? Are I am going. going or what are you doing? I'm going to both, buddy. I'm going uh, D.C. on I Thursday, Harrisonburg on Friday, Houston Saturday morning, Huntsville Saturday night, Vegas Sunday afternoon, and home to Montana on Sunday night. <laughs> I love it. You, you, it sounds like my week, Culture, only you're doing it on a national level. I, I, I was in Helena, Great Falls, <laughs> Lewis over the last couple of days. I, I'll be in Billings. Cody Powell, and then uh, finish the week for a little uh, striker Christmas party in, in uh, Tree Forks at the Sacagawea. So it'll be a. I'm doing a little traveling myself, not the way you are, but boy, enjoy the heck out of those two games. They, they should be awesome. Yep, can't awesome wait. Games. Can't wait to hear from you, man. We'll uh, we'll catch up next week. Thanks for being here. Sounds good, partner. Thanks so much. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great having Ty Gregorak as a regular contributor to all the things we do at both here ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports, a guy I've known for a long time and uh, definitely one of my favorite guys around, so very fun. And he also, unique perspective, having coached at both James Madison and Sam Houston State, hard-pressed to find a guy that have done both of those things. So a good perspective, and uh, it would be interesting to share some of my experiences at those two places once I make it down there as well. What makes James Madison tick? Why is Sam Houston State on a 22-game winning streak? Why do sometimes we call him Sam Houston and not Sam Houston State? All that and more. Keep it right here. Nuan is now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Both the Treasure State's favorite football teams are into the Elite Eight. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday night in Missoula, the Montana faithful at Washington Grizzly Stadium were outside their minds as an instant classic played out between two Big Sky Conference rivals. Brash and confident Eastern Washington came into the hostile venue and landed the first of a flurry of haymakers thrown by both sides, scoring on a pair of 58-yard touchdowns in the game's first 17 minutes to take a 21-10 lead. But a string of vicious hits by the Grizzly defense helped swing the momentum. Ryan Tyrrell's blocked Hunt helped the hosts carry it in a fully dominant third quarter helped Montana explode to a 57-41 victory in front of a playoff record crowd. The win helps Montana advance to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs for the second year in a row. It also avenges a 34-28 loss to Eastern Washington in Cheney and sends Montana to Harrisonburg, Virginia to take on James Madison. Sammy Akem caught two touchdowns, giving him 29 for his career, tied for the most in Grizz history with former NFL standout Mark Mariani and Eastern Washington record-setting quarterback Eric Berrier threw for 530 yards and five touchdowns in the loss. In Bozeman, Montana State freshman Tommy Malott made his first start at quarterback and helped MSU overcome insane wins to lead the hosts to a 26-7 win over Tennessee Martin. Malott rushed for 180 yards, and MSU had 387 on the ground. Montana State advances to play Sam Houston in the quarterfinals next weekend. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
last Friday, it was a quick turnaround of the Grizz game. We roll here on Nuanas now on ESPN Radio until 6 each weekday. And the Grizz game was at 7. Uh, but our great producer, Andrew Houghton, he had to flip the podcast around because we got a lot of loyal podcast listeners out there. And every single time that thing's not posted... You guys blow up my phone like I didn't deliver your morning milk or something. It's unbelievable, but I love it. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. But anyway, so we didn't get to my house till 6.30 where we rallied everybody. We only have one parking pass, so the whole crew, Skyline Sports, myself, Andrew, our good photographer, Blake's Hempstead, and then, of course, my brother, Brooks Nuanas. We all had to get down to Washington Grizz, and, you know, we're getting parked about 10, 12 minutes before kickoff, so trying to get in the stadium for sure. But as we're going through security... We, uh, we talked to the security guy, of course. You know, I always got to be be kind to the people that are protecting you, keeping you safe. But he says, hey, you guys see that guy over there in the black coat? And we said, uh, yeah, yeah. He said, that's Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> I knew he lived around here. I think he's got a place down the Bitterroot. But uh, one of the biggest pop stars of the 80s, attending Chris football games. Pretty sweet. Got to love it, man. That's what makes sports great. Welcome back. To your favorite daily sports talk show. It's coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find all 1,600 plus of those trucks at nwmsrocks.com. You can also swing by the corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula to check them out. Let's talk a little bit about these opponents that are on the horizon for both Montana and Montana State football. The Grizz are up first, back-to-back Friday night games. I actually think this is kind of hilarious that Bobby Houck has been among, if not the most vocal coach that I've covered in terms of not liking night games. He says football is played at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I, I don't disagree with him. I think it's way more rhythmic and... Uh, easier to acclimate to or, I guess, consistently stick to. But here we are. Montana played a night game at Washington to open their season. They won it. They played their home opener under the lights of Washington Grizzly Stadium against Western Illinois. They won it. They played a night game at Eastern Washington. They lost it. But then they come back and they get another night game in the playoffs against Eastern Washington, and they win it. And so now five, count them, five night games for the University of Montana as they go play James Madison Friday night in Harrisonburg, Virginia. ESPN2 is carrying this game. I saw a letter of the editor in the Missoulian today, and uh, my mom was asking me about this as well. So I guess I'll take this minute to explain this. All of the broadcasting stuff comes down to TV rights and who has them and who does not. And the Big Sky Conference striking a deal with ESPN Plus was a good thing in terms of the accessibility and the broad swath that now uh, Big Sky Conference games can be streamed under. There's a little bit of a gray area there with Root Sports because Root Sports that has the exclusive Big Sky Conference contract for some of the primary premier games in the league each week is obviously not ESPN. So they had to, uh, to iron out some wrinkles, there was some also some blackouts when the games were on Root, so they're not necessarily on ESPN. But also, basically the letter of the editor was complaining, why aren't these games on local channels? Well, a lot of times... It's outside of the control. I mean, I know that our partners at SWX would want to play each and every Bobcat and Grizz game that they can. They do have the contracts for a lot of the games. That's why you get to see them here on this great channel. But uh, it's it's outside of the control of the local news stations, the local TV stations in Montana for sure. And it's also often outside of the control of um, the schools as well because a lot of times these deals are struck at a, a conference and or administrative level so there you go that's kind of the, the inside scoop on why these games aren't going to be on local tv but the grizz game will be on espn 2 friday night it's 5 p.m local kickoff montana time uh, 7 p.m on the east coast then montana state against sam houston state it's a 7 30 central time kickoff there in huntsville texas on saturday night that's 6 30 here that game will be on espn plus North Dakota State versus East Tennessee State. That's your ESPN game. That's ESPN Uno, the flagship ESPN. They'll show the NDSU East Tennessee State game on Saturday. Uh, I think it's in the morning. I think that game kicks 11 a.m. local time, so that'd be 10 a.m. here uh, in Montana, 12 noon East Coast time. 
because we had a few tech difficulties with our good buddy Ty Gregorak, we were a little long-winded there in that first segment. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and uh, get you set up with a couple key things to watch from both James Madison and Sam Houston State, as well as our Treasure State Stars featuring some of the best performances from the world of college hoops. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio Missoula. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. It's a phenomenal number of awesome music artists out there, but the ones that are Mavericks, the ones that are Trailblazers, the ones that just don't give a care, those are the ones I like the best. Little Johnny Cash for you coming back here on your Tuesday. Hope you're having an outstanding day and an outstanding week. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Let's dive into our Treasure State Stars, and then maybe we'll circle back around to some college football. Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best performances from across the state of Montana each and every week. Presented in part by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is an awesome place to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Big Sky Conference basketball got underway last weekend. It's not still going. We have non-conference games all week long for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies, and then we'll take a little break, and then they'll be back into conference play around New Year weekend. But uh, a good weekend across the board for the Montana schools, particularly for the women's teams. Brian Holsinger era for the Montana Lady Grizz off to a 2-0 start, and they won in a couple different ways. Thursday in Missoula against Sacramento State, a dominant third quarter helped boost Montana to a 75-59 victory. Really balanced scoring attack for the Lady Grizz. Five players in double figures, led by Haley Heward. Ty Gregorak, our good friend and analyst, mentioned Brock Heward. Funny, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this James Madison Montana game from 2008. I watched a lot of it last night. It's on YouTube. But Brock Heward is the color commentator on that game. And now his daughter, Haley, 14 years later, here she is, a true freshman. So she was probably about four years old when he was calling that Grizz football game back in 2008. So interesting, but Haley Heward, the true freshman for the Lady Grizz, uh, she comes off the bench, 13 points to lead five players in double figures. So that's our Treasure State star number one, Haley Heward. Freshman for the Lady Grizz. Lady Grizz then got the sweep complete with a great defensive effort against Northern Colorado, a 57-44 win. Not necessarily the prettiest game, but a good one by the Lady Grizz, proving that they could win in a variety of ways. They held Northern Colorado to 30% shooting, and uh, they rebounded the ball pretty darn well as well. And uh, not a lot of, of unbelievable individual performances just because it was a low-scoring game, but Carmen G. Feller... She led the way, 19 points for the Lady Grizz. I think she has an opportunity to continue to be one of the better players in the league, and if she takes it to the next level, one of the best players in the Big Sky Conference. She was already an all-conference player last year, but I think she has a real chance to be 
one of those elite players, one that can really help you uh, in your pursuit of championships and NCAA tournament berths. On the Montana State women's side, Georgia State star number two goes to Leah Beatty. She is a sophomore for the Bobcats. Those around here listening to Missoula, she is the granddaughter of famed Big Sky Conference, not Big Sky Conference, Big Sky High School, excuse me, track and field coach Russ Pilcher, who was a coach of mine, one of my weight training coaches in high school, and a guy that taught me a lot. And uh, Leah's mother, Kelly Pilcher, was one of the great point guards in Lady Grizz history. But she's on the other side of the divide, playing for Montana State. But her first Big Sky Conference Player of the Week honor, she led Montana State to a pair of victories, a 63-57 win over Northern Colorado and a 76-69 win over Sacramento State. Beatty averaged 14.5 points, six rebounds, one and a half assists, and one and a half steals per game. She shot 47% from the field. She went six of 10 from beyond the arc, and she gets her first Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. Leo's just getting warmed up, Bobcat head coach Trisha Binford said. This is an honor. That's a reflection on the great team effort we had last weekend playing together and making the right plays. Leo was attack-minded and shot-ready, made the most of her opportunities. So both Lady Grizz and the Montana State Bobcat women off to 2-0 starts in Big Sky Conference play. For the Bobcat men, they lost a heartbreaker in the opener, 77-75 in overtime at Northern Colorado. They definitely let that one slip away. A good effort, but they just couldn't quite finish. Six Bobcats in double figures led by senior Xavier Bishop with uh, 17 points. But our Treasure State star number three goes to Abdul Muhammad, a six-year senior for the Bobcats. He had a double-double with 10 points and 11 rebounds, but that was not enough to overcome a balanced effort by Northern Colorado. Bodie Hume, the all-big sky performer for the Bears, he actually only played 24 minutes. He was in foul trouble all game. But Dalen Koontz, who's a really talented guy, a guy that I actually thought should have been better last year. I mean, he's 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 a talented guy. I thought he should have been an all-league player last year, and he didn't live up to that billing. But a former transfer from Colorado, he had 21 points and a crucial steal late for UNC, and UNC beats Montana State's men uh, in overtime. And then on the rebound game, though, the Bobcats do take care of business down the stretch, and they get a 68-66 win at Sac State. Jabril Bello, 18 points and 8 rebounds. Abdul Muhammad, 16 points and 11 rebounds. So a couple double-doubles for Abdul Muhammad really taking advantage of that extra year. Bryce Fowler, 32 points for Sacramento State in a loss. And then the men, Grizz, they got off to a 1-0 start in Big Sky Conference play with a 65-58 win at Sacramento State. Grind of a game, not particularly appealing to watch. But a good defensive effort for the Grizz, nonetheless. Robbie Beasley, leading scorer for the Grizz. Uh, he's our Treasure State star number four. He had 13 points to lead four Grizz in double figures. They gave up about half the production to Bryce Fowler as the Bobcats. 17 points for Fowler. One of the best super seniors in the league. But Northern Colorado, they're the ones that come out with the 2-0 start after playing the Montana schools. They post a 78-75 win over Montana on Saturday. The Grizz again balanced, scoring-wise. Cameron Parker led the way with 15 points, but he also had Kyle Owens with 12, Josh Banner with 11, and uh, Robbie Beasley with 10. But for UNC, 18 for Kuntz, 16 for Bodie Hume, 14 for Matt Johnson, and 13 for Kurt Jokuch. So uh, UNC, uh, a good sweep to open up Big Sky Conference play. That is our Treasure State Stars for this week. One of the last weeks of the year of 2021, pretty crazy. They were already there. We're going to get more into what to look for in the football side of things when it comes to both James Madison and Sam Houston, the opponents for both the Grizz and the Bobcats. But a couple notes here as we wrap up hour number one. First of all, Montana just played one of the best quarterbacks in the United States in Eric Berrier. Berrier, I think, is going to win the Walter Payton Award as the top offensive player in the FCS Barry is unorthodox. He is freewheeling and improvisational and uh, just such a good competitor. So tough and so talented. But Montana's going to play a completely different but equally as dangerous quarterback when they head to Harrisonburg. Cole Johnson might be playing the most efficient football of any quarterback in college football right now. 
Kirk Signetti, who we're going to hear from later on this week, the head coach for the James Madison Dukes, he calls Cole Johnson the Tom Brady of FCS football. And right now the numbers are pretty ridiculous. Johnson only completed 12 passes last week. He threw for almost 400 yards on those 12 passes. He has 37 touchdowns and two interceptions so far this year. And his two main weapons, Chris Thornton and Antoine Wells, those two guys are two of the most prolific receivers in the country and definitely the most prolific set of teammates. Thornton has over 1,100 yards receiving and 1,400 yards. Wells has about 975 receiving and 12 touchdowns. Uh, So 26 combined touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards from your top two receivers. So pretty darn impressive for Chris Thornton and Antoine Wells as Cole Johnson's main targets. The other guy worth mentioning on James Madison, they have a lot of good players. They had, uh, count them up, one, two, three, four, five, six guys on the first team, all Colonial Athletic Association offense, and five players on the uh, first or second team defense. But probably the guy that everybody over there knows about, everybody in the CAA knows about, but us out here in Big Sky Conference country might not know about, is Ethan Radke. Ethan Radke is the most prolific kicker in the history of college football. That's not an opinion. That is a fact. This dude is 29 of 32 on field goals this year. That's like two seasons worth. Think about how good Kevin Macias has been this year for the Grizz. He's got a full 10 less field goal makes than Ethan Radke. That's amazing. Radke is 101 for 107 in his James Madison career. 117, excuse me. I got to get those extra 10 misses in there. But 101 for 117. This dude's hitting like a 92% rate on a a really high number of kicks. He also had the extra spring season where they played eight games. So a little bit of padded stats. But I've never seen a kicker with more than 500 points in his career. To put this into perspective... Dan Carpenter is widely regarded as the greatest kicker in Big Sky Conference history. He played for the Montana Grizzlies and went and played in the NFL for 10 years. Helena, Montana product. He had like about 470 in career points. So Ethan Radke, if, if James Madison continues to play and they go on a run, I mean, this dude could lap Carpenter by 100 points uh, if things go right. So he's definitely a player to watch for James Madison. And then for Sam Houston... A couple things that stand out for them. They're 17-0 and in Huntsville in the FCS playoffs. Never lost there in their home stadium in the FCS playoffs. They're also right now riding a 22-game winning streak that dates back to November of 2019. And when you account for their 11 wins this football season, and I believe that they had um, 11 wins when you counted, or maybe 10 wins in the spring football season, and then a win in 2019... They've won 22 games, but they've won 20 or 21. I'm going to have to check my math on this. In this calendar year, that's the most ever, and that's a record that I can almost 100% guarantee you will never be broken because we're never going to play two seasons in the same year again. So pretty darn impressive for Sam Houston. But then you talk about the adversity they went through. Everybody had to deal with the pandemic. Everybody had to deal with the uncertainty. Sam Houston was also in the middle of a locker room renovation, so they had nobody to uh, nowhere to, for them to change. They were having to do their own laundry. I talked to Casey Keeler, their head coach today, and he was telling me all sorts of stories. Then they had this freak snowstorm that caused them to have snow for more than a week. They don't have any plows or any plan for snow removal on their campus. And we're talking about Huntsville, Texas. So there's not a lot of snow stores around. You can't really buy snow shovels. They don't have a lot of snow down there. So they're going to the feed store. They're going to like... The local, you know, country store to buy feed shovels to shovel the snow, and they're having to do it on their own. So, not all the glimmers is gold in the FCS. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that these guys have to take care of themselves. So, we're going to get into more about both Sam Houston and James Madison later on this week. I did catch up with both head coaches, Kurt Signetti and from James Madison, and Casey Keeler from Sam Houston. So, we'll share some of that with you later on this week. But uh, I think it's fitting that the fact that we had to wait for almost two years for the return of, you know, the full field of FCS football, that here we are now in the Elite Eight of the playoffs, and you have, in my mind, basically seven of the most storied programs that remain at this level of football. You have North Dakota State, who's been the unstoppable dynasty of the last 10 years. You have South Dakota State, who's been 
the main challenger to North Dakota State in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. NDSU had a span where they lost eight games in nine years. I think four and maybe even five of those games was to South Dakota State. So South Dakota State did play for the championship last year They in, in the spring, lost to Sam Houston. And, of course, you have Sam Houston, the defending national champion, coming out of the spring and a perennial playoff contender this last 15 or so years. That first breakthrough year was in 2004, actually, when they came up here to Missoula, lost in the semifinals to a Grizz team that went to the national championship. You got Villanova, who beat Montana in 2009 for the national championship. When you're talking about winners of national championships, you got North Dakota State with eight out of the last nine, and then James Madison in there, and then you got Eastern Washington back in 2010, Villanova in 2009. So those are sort of the the last people to taste the glory as North Dakota State has hogged that trophy forever. And then, of course, you have the Montana schools as well. So uh, a lot of prestigious programs remaining in the FCS playoffs. I actually don't think it's a coincidence. I think that culture, support, fan base, resources, all that – Goes a long ways, but I think they went even a, a farther uh, when you're talking about the tumult that came with navigating what was a weird last year or year and a half or two years or whatever amount you want to give, <laughs> whatever whatever timeline you want to give to the, the strangeness that we had to endure. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Intellectual stuff coming your way because my good friend, one of the smartest guys I know, Justin Angle, University of Montana business professor, Joins us in studio, back-to-back weeks of the business angle. How lucky am I? Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 